Welcome to General Admission. Today is July 27th, and we have an interview episode. We have Cody Okonski on from the ska punk band Millington. It was a lot of fun. Cody's pretty cool. Learned some cool stuff. Got welcomed home. Got welcomed home. It's the EP name. Check it out. Um, I'll play a snippet because I'm all about playing snippets now that we didn't get sued last week. Um, We're one for one there. I'm not getting yes. sued. <laughs> so far, so good. Batting a thousand. <laughs> um, the Rob Harvilla doctrine is in effect. So he said we can blame him if we get sued. So there we're we holding, go. It's on record. On to that too. One. Yeah. Yeah. But it was cool, especially like coming right off the Less Than Jake show. Like it was like two, three days later, maybe. So we were like already in ska mode. And then we got to talk to they combined like ska and emo, which is we really like. We talked about them like maybe a month ago when the EP came out. Brass emo. Brass emo. Yeah. And he interned for uh, is it John Feldman? I don't know why I'm John blanking Feldman. on his first yep. name, second guessing it. Yeah. And like he has some real cool stories from there. Maybe some blink talk, no spoilers, but stay tuned. It was uh yeah, he he knows his stuff. He's he like runs the band, he writes songs, he he's like produces, he does it all. So we got got to talk to him about a lot of stuff. Do you think they should blow up soon? I feel like there's been a lot of buzz around this. Yeah, I'm hoping they keep trending that way. I feel like we were we should have been one for one with that too, but Cold Ears still hasn't come to the U.S. <laughs> so that's still TBD. But yeah, but yeah, all these great bands we talked to, we just wait for them to blow up. They they got tour dates. They just announced some today. They had Chicago, Ohio, I think a New York State one. So yeah, follow them on Instagram. I think it's just like Millington Band. Uh, pretty straightforward. Check out the EP for sure. It's quick. It's fun. It's like 20 minutes, maybe, which we also get to in the interview about like those fast albums and, and all that good stuff. But yeah, um, we're going to bring you that interview next week. We'll be back with a normal episode. We'll catch up on a bunch of stuff. Uh, the yellow card EP. We're seeing fish in, in a couple days yesterday when you're listening to this. We'll have already gone. But um, yeah, lots of adventures and fun stuff to talk about. We'll be exhausted when this comes out pretty much. <laughs> yes, we will, but it's gonna be worth it's it, gonna though. be great. Yeah. Um, all right. So without further further ado, uh Cody further Cody Okonski, let's talk to him. We are now joined by Cody Okonski of the brass emo band Millington out of New York State. Cody is a singer, songwriter, bassist, and much more that we're very excited to get into. They just put out a new EP called Welcome Home, and it's super awesome. Cody, life isn't fair. We do fucking care. We want to know a thing about you. <laughs> thank oh you for my coming God. on. Congrats on oh, the new record. It's thank great. you so much. Wow, that was, that was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we're loving Welcome Home. Like it's it's a great summer album too. Like hell yeah, that's yeah. that makes me feel really good. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to we want to know all about Brass Emo cuz like 
obviously I got I got the shirt on. We're less than Jake fans and stuff. So like the the ska punk has been a thing, but mm-hmm. no one's really, at least that I've heard, mm-hmm. like done the emo side of it. And when I first listened to the EP, I was just like, how how has no one done this yet? This is awesome. <laughs> like just start adding screams and horns to everything. Yeah. I yeah, think right. I'd be pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, look out for Brass Emo Volume Two. Actually, oh, yeah. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to talk about that, but uh, allegedly, I mean, I, it's a cat's area of the bag. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think we're gonna. That's probably probably gonna be. I, I honestly think that's gonna be like the formula going forward. Is just like original release, then do a a, a brass emo like cover album, then original release, and then cover album. I don't know. I feel like that's. Um, you know, we'll get into that a little later, or maybe we won't. Maybe um, our, <laughs> our our drummer will call me and say, "What the hell are you doing? You always leak everything." But uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, that that I mean, we could go right to that cover album because that, that was super cool. No, uh, but I, uh, yeah. I I I know how you're saying, like people, um, you know, haven't really done it. And I agree to an extent, um, you know, I, I definitely grew up on, you know, Blink and Less Than Jake. And like it's it's you know, if you had to guess which albums inspired me, it's you probably you'd probably guess correctly. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, I feel like, you know, even We Are The Unions, like earlier stuff, like they um they had some really uh really emo things and there'd be like a trombone in there too you know what i mean so uh i would to say that it's not been done um you know i could certainly find you some examples but just yeah, maybe yeah. not as consecutively you know like that maybe there's like ebb and flow like a, it's a roller coaster ride whereas we're pretty much just say we stay emo you know <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i feel like we're like very like high level like ska fans so like i feel like when i heard this like i feel like i haven't heard something like this in a really long time but i also might just be like <laughs> out of the zone a little bit but like it was just such a breath of fresh air and like <laughs> this is one that's so easy to hit repeat on and like it's definitely been like one of the albums of our summer so far i i appreciate that you know i when i um i heard um i don't know if you guys know joyce manor but um they yeah. had this album uh never hung over again and that that album's so like good. yeah it's it's like it's like 10 or tw- uh, somewhere between 10 and 12 songs but it's like 20 minutes long you know it's like 19 minutes so it's like that you know for me was like like a kind of a goal to like you know if, if we're gonna make a, a, a an album that's not gonna be a full length you know or whatever but i do even though that one is technically a full length but I, like i really like the pacing of that like it's a very like bite-sized like you can do it like on a short commute or whatever and like um and that i think that's a really great way because i ended up like i did, that was the first album that i really heard by them and i was like by before i knew it i like knew you know every song on that record because it was just so easy to be like a comfort album um and that's kind of what what I wanted for this record too. So, yeah, and like I, I mean, I just um, discovered you guys through this record, and sure. um, so I've been going through everything, and I feel like this album. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you beefed up the the screams just a little bit for Welcome Home. <laughs> yeah, Is that yeah, accurate? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we did it. I did it once uh, before, not on, uh, but like we did the cover record. Um, and that's why I brought it up before, but the cover record Brass Emo Volume One, uh, we did like a cover of uh, a My Chemical Romance song, and yeah. I did it then. But like, I kind of was like, I was like, oh shit, this kind of works. And it was like kind of the same formula. It was like, um, uh, what song was it? Ghost of You. Ghost and there's like, the, yeah, 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 like and this halftime, but right, right, right. And then so like you know like we kind of I took the how that played out and kind of transplanted it into this big open chorus or you know this big kind of echo of the chorus um in welcome home 
And honestly, it felt really good. And I was like having some second doubts about it. Just like, I'm like, do you guys think this is us? Like to like when I was talking to the band and like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like literally everyone was like, you have to leave that in. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Um, but yep. our drummer, our drummer is like, like, you got to let me do that live. And I'm like, dude, honestly, like I like I, I get like so burnt out so quick when I'm saying like, it's all you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you do the screams also? Or is that uh, Alex? I think is your guitar. Player, uh, I do. I, uh, well, sorry. Our, our drummer, Nick, does it live. Yeah. I do it. I did it in the studio. Um, I have a long oh. history of like <laughs> being in it <laughs> in high school. I was like, you know, in and out of hardcore bands and stuff while being in a ska band, too. Uh, and it's all uh, making sense yes it's all coming together <laughs> yeah uh i was like a craig owens wannabe back then so i mean that's you know that's where the high vocals kind of came in and, and stuff like that so yeah um you know it's all kind of that same wheelhouse like i'm always bouncing between like lesson jake or chiodo's day to remember and all these like you know uh bands from you know yep. the sort of glory days of the 2000s and whatnot but that's that's what we're all about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, you I, said, data remember too, because like they're known for like mashing up two sounds you wouldn't usually expect to go together. And like you guys are yeah. kind of doing the same thing, which is really awesome. Yeah. You know, what's funny about that is like I, I never knew what to call them. And then I like a couple years into my when I, you know, I was enjoying them quite a bit back in like 2012 and stuff and like that. And then like a couple years went by and I went to their show and, and they had a shirt that was like Florida pop mosh. And, you know, like, I'm just thinking of that now, like, that's, that's like the same thing that I've been doing with the brass emo thing. Like, that's just like, you know, just burnt, burnt, you know, like two little, I don't know, like it works. I mean, that's definitely what they are, you know, or what they were at the time. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I have to ask, like, do you notice like with your fan base, like kind of with they to remember you have like the, like the hardcore side and like the pop punk, like lighter side and like, yeah. the fan base kind of split. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have that with your, would you say you had that with your fan base too? And like, kind of, how do you try to. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and um, you know, I honestly, at first, my greatest fear, um, because I've been in a lot of iterations of ska bands of like, you know, we're oh, we're adjacent ska or blah blah blah. We're like, oh, we're full ska this time. But you know, in this mid Millington, um, my greatest fear was like, like oh, like the ska people are gonna say we're not real ska, and the pop punk people are gonna be like, oh, that's ska, I don't like ska. But um, it's actually been, you know, I think the 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 songs have kind of bridged the gap. And yes, we do get both camps, um, probably a little bit more pop punk fans than than like ska purists or anything. But, you know, we're, we're definitely accepted by the ska scene. And, um, uh, you know, I, I well, some of the best compliments that I get are that people in the ska scene be like, oh, like my, my friends don't love ska, but I use them to I use you guys <laughs> to like be the gateway, you know, gateway ska or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I, I've actually heard that like that like that it's kind of like a unique thing to say but i've heard that iteration used many many times like in isolated you know cases like oh like wow i'm I'm glad that multiple people have said that we're like gateway sky or whatever so, <laughs> gateway sky yeah 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 Brassimo gateway sky yeah i yeah, love yeah. it and like it probably is great for setting up shows because you can pull from like both camps too so yeah. every you're you're welcome like with such a variety yeah i would say i would say so far that's yeah, pretty much been the case. Um, I don't think we've got any kind of I mean, it, we still like don't get on like hardcore shows or anything like that. But um, uh, yeah, maybe someday, maybe uh, when I throw in some more screams, they'll uh, they'll let me in. <laughs> yeah, keep them keep them coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have like a kind of a, a songwriting question I've always wondered about yeah. with with Scott, and I'm mm -hmm. sure it could really relate to anything. But like. How do you balance or choose like what 
instruments to pull from for for parts for example like bridges like you can mm -hmm. have like a sick bass interlude but then you can have the horns like do you try and give each section their part throughout an album or is, does it just kind of happen naturally while songwriting that's a really good question um and i'm going to try to answer that concisely even though it's giving <laughs> me it's giving me like so many different ways to answer this but um so if you listen to our song uh push your luck for example um that's awesome song, bass tone yeah, thank you very much. So that song, I was like, man, I really love the bass part I wrote. If I come up with an active horn part, um, it might kind of obscure it. So I kind of gave the horns a more like pushed back part um, and let that be kind of like a bass song. Um, and I don't usually like start it out that way or think of it that way. But like my approach is usually like, OK, start the song. Are we going to go to vocals first? No, we're not going to vocals first. So let's do kind of like um a horn thing and and we're going to push the put the horns forward and they're going to play very actively um and the bass is probably unless it's like a ska part the bass is probably going to be um you know a little bit more along with the guitar and then like if it goes to a part where it's like you know a little bit more open that i might do like a more active bass part and the horns will probably be a little bit more accented during like the vocal parts and stuff like that you know um but like like the last thing i want is everybody to be doing something very unique at the same time because i want there to be like um sort of like you know emphasis on parts that are really important um one of my well, one of the guys that's like known as the best mixer cla uh chris lord alge is like um you know, make two things good or something on the right. I don't know. It's probably like a, a bastardized quote, but like I'm I've heard through the grapevine that he said, like, make two things good. So I've kind of thought about that, like, OK, the guitar is going to shred here and the drums are going to crush here, you know, kind of thing. And like everything else is going to kind of support that in a way that sounds great, um, you know, harmonically and sort of like sonically, but not like the, the, the spotlight, the, the sort of. Um, metaphorical spotlight isn't going to be shining on all six of us at any one time i feel like yeah but the wealth sense. is still spread yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah because it is it is has got to be a lot to manage with it's, all the yeah. different parts but it seems fun <laughs> yeah. and it, it comes together great like uh like marianne comes to mind where you have the the horn section kind of like yeah. teasing the chorus like right off the bat like that's that's yeah. cool like there's so many oh i love things you can that. do so, so, I mean, it's it's not a new idea, like playing the head, quote unquote, is something that like dates back to jazz and even probably even before that. But like, so I love doing that because I think it kind of sets up like this sort of like false nostalgia for like, by the time you get to the chorus, the listeners are already like, wait, I think I know this song. But even <laughs> if they don't know it, they might feel like that. You know what yeah. I mean? So they're kind of already like personally attached, in my opinion. Um, and that's kind of why I like doing that. Yeah, I love that. And I love I love when bands um, kind of tease they tease a chorus but then go into another verse like yeah, weezer yeah. likes to do that a lot like i uh, like okay yeah yeah make me want the chorus <laughs> like so you're I talking about like it. like um they might um like play a verse and then a pre-chorus and then go back and did not like not even go to the chorus yet just go to another verse then hit the chorus and then when you listen to it on repeat you're dying for the chorus and you just know you gotta wait it's fun <laughs> that, i mean i've 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 done that before like in in many years past i feel like I've gotten a lot of not I've never had a record label, but I've heard like labels want you to like get to the chorus by like the minute mark or something like yeah, that. So ever since that, I so. kind of heard like you know, those kind of rumors and stuff like that and like the pop kind of influence, I've like always been like, ah, oh, like I, I love the idea of like build, 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 and oh, we're back in the verse. You know, yeah. but like but at that point you're getting to the chorus by like, you know, a minute forty five or something. And 
I mean, that's totally fine. I think that's there's no rules, but like I think I just like my teachings and the things I've learned are like are just kind of like steered me away from it. I don't know. Speaking of your teachings, we did read that you interned for uh, John Feldman. <laughs> yes, so we're, yes. we're very curious what that whole process was like. Um, so that was like basically um one of the one of the guys in a in a large ska band uh that I used to chase around was like, oh yeah, if you ever like wanna you know, I was in the ska scene kind of growing up, not like there was a huge one in New York or anything, but or where I live in New York, but um, you know, a band would come to town, uh, uh an unnamed, I won't say who, third wave, large third wave ska band. Uh, and I got to know the um the saxophone player and he was like oh yeah 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 like if you ever want to go and intern in LA just let me know I'm like that's what I want to do right now and then it took like <laughs> a couple more years of like you know they would come to town I would try to get his attention and eventually he got me hooked up out there and you know I went out and um yeah that was um it was kind of crazy because um that he uh, up until that point he was doing like these sort of like you know main stage warp tour band level bands um like sleeping with sirens. And I, I think he actually had just done the five seconds of summer record. So that he was getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, they were like, Oh, we're doing like a really big project right now, but we can't tell you what it is. And by the time I get out there, I was like, Oh, it's blink when I So this is like my favorite band. Uh, <laughs> so I like, I walk in the door and like, you know, Mark Hoppus greets me and he's like, he's like six, three, six, four, six, five with a Mohawk or whatever. And, uh, and just like, you know, massive hands. He's like, hey, it's I'm Mark. And like, do you know how to use like machine? Like, which is like a, it was like a, yeah. cont- uh, like a, like a DJ thing that he was trying to program or whatever. I'm like, I have no idea, but I really wish I did. Cause like, that, that would be an awesome first impression if I was able to help you out with that. Yeah. It's like immediately start mixing. We were, you were yep, out there yep. for, was it the California album? I yeah. Think so? Yep. Yep. Oh, that's sick. So did you have like any part in it? Were you just around it? Like, how did that kind of go? So, what did you do for Feldman? Yeah, so like, I mean, I was I was super. I mean, he had two actual like audio guys on top of what he was doing. Like, so like it started with me like, you know, getting coffee, like bringing Travis food from his like one of his places he owned, and then like, you know, towards the end of it, it got a little bit more lax, and I was I actually got to do like like a group vocal on. I think it was she's out of her she's out of her mind. Is that, is that the name of the song? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember the group vocal, but that's it's, it's really like, it's background it's, vocals, it's, it's, right? It, yeah, it's like a background vocal. Like it's it's really like a it's not like a big group vocal part. Just like an, oh yeah, <laughs> and that like holds out that part or something. And it was just me and Feldman. But uh, I mean that was like oh cool. Like so like growing up, like I would just like you know wear my hat sideways, and I had like uh Macbeth shoes and Attica shirts <laughs> and like you know uh cargo shorts and stuff like that. And I was just trying to be Tom along so bad. And uh and then like you know fast forward and it's like oh yeah like it's just like hanging out with those i mean obviously tom DeLong wasn't there for that record <laughs> but um still a great record yeah oh yeah 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 it's a great record but uh, yeah no i was like it was just kind of like super surreal and honestly because it happened so fast and then like i came back home right after that like um it almost kind of feels like not real you know in a sense like it's like oh like you know we're probably like eight years removed from it at this point or seven years or so and i'm just like what yeah. did that shit really happen <laughs> you still remember mark's coffee order Oh, let's see. No, I don't think I ever got. Oh, uh, did I get him? No, I never. I never had to get him actual like coffee. Um, I did clean up his dog's puke. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what yeah, kind yeah. of dog? <laughs> it was his. Do- uh, I think the dog has since passed on. But it was Xavier. He was a beagle. Ah, nice. Did Travis ask you questions, or did he just use one of those snare pads and drum on it to communicate? You know, that's really funny. <laughs> like, because that's exactly what I would have thought. But he was actually like, 
Like I always saw, like, like I was like, oh, if I ever met Tom or Mark in real life, I would, I would like, I'm just, I'm already like one of them. They're going to know me so well. And like, I feel like that just that, that thinking like backfired. And I was always just like way overstepping my boundaries in front of Mark's. Cause like, I'd be like, oh dude, what if you tried this on a song? You're like, I, I can't believe I said, I did say that shit to him on the first day. And I hope uh, you guys get secondhand embarrassment. This is like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but, but the, the segue from that is I think because like, I never like like felt like I knew Travis through the songs because I'm, you know, I am, a, I do drum, but like, I'm not, you know, like I just, yeah, I, he was like super, like for me, super easy to talk to. And he did, he asked me, like, he was like the one that was like asking me about my life. And like, I was having like some like minor health issues and he was like, Oh yeah, man, like, I know a doctor, man, if you need like, or, you know, like if I need anything, you know, like, and he's like, he's like, yeah, like, grab my number from one of the guys and and, and I'll help you out. Yeah. And he, or like, he's just like, like super polite. And like, I actually got to jam with him once too. Like was, I was like uh, doing like a sound check or something. And uh, yeah, like I got to play a, a Goldfinger song or two with him and, and yeah, I don't know. It was just like, I, like I, I, I totally wasn't expecting it, but he, like, he ended up being like, like the one that was the most easy to get along with. And, and, and the one that like, you know, I feel like made an impact on me. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and now he's and how he's larger than life. He's right back in the news, I <laughs> yeah. feel like. Yeah. And he so. works with so many like younger bands that it yeah. almost kind of makes sense that like he has that type of personality. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And and he's like he's found a way to like always stay like super relevant at the top of the, you know, just like a household name. I don't know. Even like even even though Blink is like an older band now, like almost like a quote unquote <laughs> classic rock band now, you know right. what I mean? Like he's he doesn't seem like he's like a classic rock drummer. He just seems like a a, a, a important person. I don't know. Was it cool seeing how Skiba operated, especially like being so new to the band at the time? Um, I I yeah, honestly like I didn't like it was pretty much towards the end of the record. I didn't get to see him do a ton. Like I've seen clips of him like singing in the studio from like right before I got there, but I didn't get to see a lot of him to be honest. Yeah, so was where was that. where was Millington during all this? Were you did you have anything out yet or no? So I was writing. Um, I wrote my first two songs while I was out there. I wrote um, "Forget Me" and because well, I thought our my old band was going to get back together, so I wrote it like way lower than the rest of our songs because our old singer, um, uh, you know, had a lower voice. So I like I wrote it considerably lower, and then I wrote uh, the song "California Songs" as I was like getting ready to leave, and that one's kind of like that feeling homesick and stuff like that so um you know millington was not the name of um it was just like a pro a project i had going on my laptop in van nuys just like kind of missing making music and kind of like being inspired every day by working out there and, and being like wait i can literally do all this and like not thinking that i was like i can do this better but like i'm like you know like watching like bassists for certain bit not that okay it wasn't blank for sure not blank <laughs> uh first i'll say that but like watching like a bassist from certain band like like fuck up a line or two or watching like somebody not quite get the rhythm for something and be like, Oh, like, like this is, it's all like, you know, a big branding thing, but in some ways, like, it's not like, like any, any one musician's better than the other. Like, it's not like I don't have what it takes to do this. It's just that, you know, these people, you know, probably worked really hard leading up to this moment and got into the studio and got like selected to do this big project or whatever. So like, I was like, okay, like like I'll start writing songs because like that's you need to have that and uh, we'll kind of see where that goes and I mean this was 2016 so Millington uh, like officially put its their first record out in 2018 because I I just I don't know just, you know I like to take my time with some things you know but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah for all intents and purposes the band started in 2018 yeah 
So, so you come back and you now have this experience and stuff and mm. you're ready to start it up and you guys get it going. And did you, so did you like jump right in the shows or was it more of a studio thing for a while? Yeah, I think it was a studio thing, honestly. Like that's what I went to school for before I went out to LA and I, I've always been more comfortable in the studio than on stage. I mean, I will say these days it's about the same for me, but um, you know, I was always kind of more comfortable creating and then like doctoring audio in a certain way and like like trying to make something as pristine as possible without having any seams. Um and just uh not like overproducing. I know it kind of sounds like I like like really produce stuff, but I mean just like making it super musical, but also very like, you know, have a nice sheen to it. Whereas like, you know, I think live my it's just like I don't know, you're you like when you're performing live, especially in the early days, like your sound is kind of like um well not only unpolished but like you're 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 sort of at the mercy of a sound guy for you know yeah um for a lot of it and um you know we've had good sound guys we've had bad sound guys um sound people and and um you know and uh you know i think it's the, you know we're playing bigger shows now so we're always getting professional people for the most part but uh you know i i'm such a control freak you know yeah. especially because i'm <laughs> the one like mixing our records that i like i don't know i always kind of like just critique it super hard and I, yeah. use uh pro tools or what's your yep. yeah that's the yep. go-to right yeah yeah uh i think it, people are kind of maybe steering away from it now it certainly was like what they were using out in la and and uh i don't know i think it's uh it's it's pretty i don't know i, I don't know if it's even still the standard to be honest with you i haven't updated mine in like forever but uh <laughs> yeah but i've gotten used to it you know and, and kind of like when you get used to a, a daw then it's like it's kind of like unless you have a real reason to jump ship from it that it's yeah. kind of like what you've put all your eggs in that basket and stuff like that so you know what people are jumping to now instead oh, of pro tools no i i don't i mean i've got a friend that like works in certain like uh you know he uses a lot of effects and i think he said he was using um shit. there was like a new thing that like lets you have more plugins and pro tools but i can't remember uh, what it's called I, i've um, been on the reaper full trial for like okay. free trial for like 10 years right on yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. still i'm still fig i'm still testing it i don't know mm -hmm. if i want to buy it <laughs> Fair enough. that's that's what you just have to keep clicking that and it just yeah, lets yeah, you yeah. have the yeah, like, oh, take another week yeah <laughs> yeah time. Right. i just wasn't yeah. sure if it was like an ai like uh, some kind of thing someone was using this, press one button the, the thing yeah. that made the drake the fake drake song oh i have heard that that's really creepy by the way like i mean because i like like my friend was, this is actually my the same friend i was referring to my friend brandon is like really into like you know he's he's always at like the front of like you know what's hot um whereas i'm i, I kind of am off the grid every once in a while but he's like showing me that drake song and i'm like so so somebody else sang this <laughs> or whatever you know like or somebody else wrote this and then like they use ai to like recreate is that what it was like yeah they punched much. the lyrics into a machine oh my god and they said like this part's for drake this part's for the weekend oh and then it spit god. that song back out that's crazy yeah it's naughty well yeah. um, what kind of i'm assuming you have a lot of instruments what's your like go-to bass um so i have um uh a, a made in japan uh fender jaguar that i've just like customized to hell and 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 that's kind of like my live bass and I, it's usually my recording bass too but i also just got the um the uh like mark hop has put out a line of jaguar basses um like a limited run and he he like announced it on my birthday so i was like oh like this is a sign and i like i had to get it uh so that one actually sounds really good too so i use that like in studio nice. is it pink 
<laughs> no, it's not the pink one. I, that's I was like, ah, oh, damn, like because like the other one came out is like a, a very common like blue color, and I still like that, but like the hot pink one is like felt more yeah. kind of exotic because Fender doesn't usually do like the hot pink um, yeah. on their other bases. So I got I got the mint green from like Sterling Music Man because like Mark definitely had mint green at some point. Yeah, I yeah. feel like he switched sure. around all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Copy him. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned your your made in Japan Jaguar, and it reminded mm-hmm. me of um what is it uh crazy crazy noisy bizarre bizarre town yeah yeah, yeah. now do you speak japanese or do you only yeah. speak the lyrics to that song no no i, I um because you mentioned you were there as well too right, right. Yeah. so so this is so this is this this answer is going to change because i literally just got back from japan had you asked me before the trip <laughs> if i spoke japanese I would say yes with no caveat. But now there is a caveat. <laughs> I can speak Japanese and, and Japanese people understand me, but I can't understand anything that's spoken wow. back to me. And I think the problem <laughs> is, is because I've like I learned it all during COVID on my own and I would have conversations with myself and I'm just not used to like I didn't have like a Japanese parent or like a teacher or anything. I'm not used to hearing the answer. So when I if I can rattle off a sentence pretty quick to someone, they speak just as fast back to me. I'm like, wait. What? Like, I, and yeah. I, just, I get so I yes the so yes I can speak it, but I just can't hear it. Wow! Yeah. So you just learned it on a whim? Yeah. During, well, we yeah. had a we had a fan uh, on our in our early days that like reached out to me um, in a tweet, um, and uh, and this is back when we like you know we got like on our first song on like a playlist, but we didn't have like a lot of like interaction with fans or anybody, um, you know. So like getting a message every you know, getting a message once a week or so would like be like, wow, like people learned about the band. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and it still is awesome. But it's yeah. like, 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 you know, so I got a, a tweet that was like, oh, just heard this band Millington reminds me of Blink-182. And it was all in Japanese. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I, I don't know, like, I, I, I want to kind of like see how hard it would be to learn this. And I like went online and I I bought like, a, like, I don't know if I did the, this on purpose, but I, I bought like, I think like three years of like <laughs> this one course, um, or like I, I don't I, it's so long ago that I don't like I think I tried to buy one and I think they upsold me for three um, or something like that. And, and I'm like, OK, well, now I have to do it. And like as I got into like year two or so, I was like, OK, like maybe I won't only use this, but I started making friends online. And and, and I'm like, well, if I stop now, then I like won't be able to communicate with friends stuff like that. So I'm like, OK, well, now I'm in it. I'm in it. So, yeah. Is that how you got connected with the do? Is that their, oh, their name? Who sings? Yeah. Who joined you on that? Oh no! I mean, so they actually aren't part of that. They that's like that's technically the name of the group um, that like covered it, and we just or no, they performed it originally, um, and then we just covered it. So I, I actually have no contact with any uh, of that group. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was a collab because the others there were a few collaborations on that uh, EP. Yeah, right? yeah, yep, yep. So it's it's kind of hectic to explain but basically obviously it's like there's the original band that we cover and then we add another band in for some of those right yeah, so yeah. um yeah but yeah for for that particular case now there was that was just um just my friend john fatuza was like the featured playing trumpet on that um because he had some really high notes <laughs> yeah that was super cool i was i wasn't expecting a song in japanese well, we i was listening more. To yeah we might do more um it's it was i mean the, i think the most fun part about that song was just like uh, cause I, the whole band sang on it. Right. So I was like, and I was at the time and, and still am, but, um, I was like, you know, coaching them on their pronunciation and like basically writing it out phonetically for them and stuff like that. And, you know, like 
like I, I can't, I'm trying to remember like what the one line like we kept laughing about and they just couldn't get it or something like that <laughs> um uh but yeah no it was a lot of fun so impressive though I feel like that can't be an easy language to learn um well yeah no I mean I I it's hard to say because like I took Spanish in high school and I just didn't pay attention and, and the teacher was, was mad. Yeah, yep. yeah, the teacher yeah. was always mad at that me. That was all of us. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's like I think it's because it was like you were you know I was told to take the class and like I everyone else was doing this so there's nothing special about it and then like like this is a decision I made on my own and like not a lot of other people can you know or my contemporaries not a lot of people could do it so like um so I think like that kind of uniqueness um you know drives me but yeah it's it's definitely not easy I mean their entire like written language was basically they took from china and it's they then they started like fitting their sounds into like chinese script and then like adding their own symbols and so so like that that part's like kind of a mess and then like uh uh you know they have got a lot of words that are like that sound the same but mean different things and yeah it's it's uh definitely got to like kind of deconstruct the way you think about language um and then like kind of approach it from square one in a lot of senses instead of just trying to like translate directly from english if that makes sense yeah. kind of like making brass emo Right, it's just like <laughs> making brass emo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to deconstruct ska. You've got to deconstruct emo, and 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 you've got to come back with, with a uh, like a a horn fueled vengeance. Oh, love it. Is this yeah. horn fueled vengeance going on the road anytime soon? So we are. So we're yeah. we're going out to Chicago in August, and then we're going down to um, Gainesville for fest. Oh, in nice. um, October. Yeah. And then I think we're trying to get out, you know, a little bit further next year. And then, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to do international stuff is there's a lot of like uh, people in the UK that have been asking us to get out there. So that would be cool to do. It's just it would be like a logistics thing in terms of like, how the hell would we make that happen without, you know, all going bankrupt or whatever. But yeah, I'm sure we can make it happen. Yeah. Fest is going to be a great time. I have a yeah. friend oh, who yeah. goes often, like as much as she can. And like hopefully i would think you get to like meet a bunch of other bands and like yeah. hang out and yeah, yeah. that's probably gonna be real cool yeah yeah yeah. um I, I, that's that's definitely like that's probably what i'm looking forward to the most is that there's just all these bands from like the internet you know that, that are like in the same like you know we've because we don't tour a lot or at least haven't up to this point like there's just a ton of bands we've met through like twitter or like you know scott like different uh different like forums and stuff like that and just like there's so i'm there's so many people on my radar that i just haven't met but i you know that's you know there's if i you know i could be like go down the list oh oh i want to meet them i want to meet them i want to meet you know like i know about them i know yeah so um yeah it'll, it'll probably be very much like that i hope not quite the same as doing govball and <laughs> just hitting up shack or something dj uh, diesel <laughs> well I, yeah, the thing about shack i mean uh you know that that was kind of weird because like we uh there was like a vip or like a performance you know section with all the trailers in the back of Gabal and like uh you know there was like a, a artist village as it were and amongst the very artist village you know like we've all got our trailers and stuff like that and like like i feel like like shack had like his own trailer and like and like there was like one point that he came out and like all the artists lined up to meet him you know what i mean so it's like all these people that are like you know the performers of the very event you know I mean, I don't know that like another level like the, of celebrity, right? Yeah, it's just like you know, like a literal living legend. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I mean, I wasn't there for when that was happening, but our guitar player was like, he took a selfie and like in the background, there's a line of people in the artist village like lined up to meet Shaq. He's like, looks like Shaq just stepped out of his trailer or oh something God. like that. You know? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's it's certainly because I mean, we, there's not a ton of like pop rock bands that play that event. So that was really cool to do that. I mean, to be one of the few groups that was like 100% fueled by um, their own instrument kind of thing. Um, you know, not, not knocking DJs or anything like that, because obviously there's, you know, it wasn't a rock festival, but it was, I think like, you know, the guy that was, we, we you know, we, we borrowed uh, like the, like the, the guy that was like leading the sound of the entire event. I think he was somebody that like used to mix a lot of rock shows, but now does mostly festivals. And like, he was excited to to help us out and we were really excited to have, to have him. And um, yeah, just like kind of, I don't know, there's, there is something definitely magical about like a, a huge stage and, and the only thing that you, you know, is the instruments and then, you know, if you miss a note, then everybody hears that. And, <laughs> and you know, and it did happen and, and that's okay, you know, but uh, that's part yeah. of the fun. Yeah. Like, oh, it yeah. Just makes it real. For sure. For sure. Nick yeah. and I were at the uh, Less Than Jake show the, the other night. We were like really hoping you guys were going to be opening. So it's like you would have <laughs> fit in perfectly at that yeah. anniversary show. <laughs> oh, at the, it was that, that's where that shirt's from. The Rock yeah, View. the Rock View tour. That's actually, that's like one of my favorite albums of all time. Like that's, that, um. Where 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 are you guys at? Where are you? Where, where did you go? We're in New Jersey, so oh, okay. we saw it in Asbury. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but they also cool. played Irving Plaza, I think, like the night before. Oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that um, I'm sure it was a, a blast. Did they have any like fun shenanigans that they they always do shenanigans? Yeah, I feel like it was light light on the shenanigans. Oh, I really? think. Right, oh, I think they were surprised how small the venue was because like there was no like security up front, so like yeah. they literally had crowd surfers like falling into them. Oh yeah, so no like, they had like move the microphones back, so I don't think yeah. they were too thrilled about that. But yeah. yeah, we brought the shenanigans. Right, right. Yeah, right. the crowd did. <laughs> right, right. Fair enough. Yeah, and then uh Voodoo Glow Skulls opened and they oh. were pretty shenanigan They had a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A costumes. Isn't like a, a bunch like... of people in that band. Isn't that like a huge band? It's no? pretty big. I think it's like probably standard as far as like uh, ska goes, because they had a couple horn players. Okay two guitars bass yeah but but yeah they were full of energy too it was a good time nice do you get out to shows or or are you yeah busy yeah. making music um i mean i'm not like i i think if i you know if my friends heard me say that i'm like a quote-unquote show goer they would probably scoff because like i don't go to a ton but i do go i do go to some shows my girlfriend is like a huge concert goer so she like pulls me out to a hardcore show or two i mean i you know I, i'm not a huge hardcore guy but i i definitely go to some of those and then like you know, some some obviously pop punk shows and ska shows. I didn't get tickets for this um this less than Jake tour, but um, you know, I, I definitely would have loved to go see it if I kind of jumped on them earlier. I think most of the shows are sold out by now. Uh, um oh I'm going to baby metal in September. Oh. I'm really excited for that. That's gonna be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing with a uh, death clock, like the do you know or uh yeah, it's like from, that, from metalocalypse or whatever so it's like it. yeah, not yeah. even a real like band <laughs> it's mostly like cartoon guy even though it's like real people on stage but uh yeah that'll be fun you're in albany yeah around there yeah yeah i don't know too many venues there's one venue up that way i used to go to here and there but it's mm. kind of a hike for us yeah no the only like venue that we kind of have in albany it used to be in clifton park but now it's um now it's in Albany. It's called um, what the hell's it called? Because they always change the name. It used to be Northern yeah. Lights, then it was Upstate Concert Hall, and now it is Empire Live, and that's like in a thousand cap. And I think like Lesson Jake would probably play there if they, you know. But it's just like routing through Albany for a lot of like touring bands isn't doesn't always make sense because you can you can do the city, you know what I mean, and you can also do like other states around here. So it's kind of just like a weird area for 
uh, you know, bands to come through. Yeah. Do you, how's like, how's touring been going as far as, uh, like you're doing small shows, meeting up with other bands? Or are you trying to like, I know you kind of mentioned it before going to Chicago and, and Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to map out like a whole thing or is it just like shows here and there for now? It seems a little bit here and there. I mean, it's getting a little bit more connected, right? Like like we used to do a lot of like weekends and now it seems like we're doing like five, six day runs, which will be cool. And, um, you know, it's it's we don't really we haven't really toured with like a larger group yet. Um, and I think that would be fun for but for right now, it's just kind of like we you know our saxophone player pat books the shows and um you know kind of with them being our shows in mind so you know depending on the area it might be hit or miss i know that the chicago shows selling pretty well um allegedly and uh, you know but like the the shows before that i'm not sure if they've released tickets i don't know if people will come i'm not sure uh but it'll be cool if they do it's always cool even if it's not like a ton of people even if we just get out and meet a couple of the people that have been like listening to us like that's worth it to me you know so yeah. And you get to see a new city like because yeah. of your music. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's awesome always really cool. Like kind of like, like looking around, like, you know, eating at the local eatery and like looking at your friends and be like, damn, like we're just we're here because we're doing something cool. You know, like that's always like a really cool part of a touring. Yeah. Yeah. Just you're still like relatively early on as far as like the band's concerned. Like you started in mm-hmm. 2018, you said, yeah. Have, do you follow like, um, like stream numbers and like do you look at those things or because it goes two ways when we talk to people they either love looking at it or they ignore it completely i feel like i should say something cool here like like i'm aloof and i'm like oh that shit i don't even pay attention to that but like no i mean i'm like (laughs) i love paying attention i I am i am like like i have days where i'm like horrified and i'm i look at them i look i do check it every day i'll say that i have like the spotify for artists app and i check every day especially because we just put out a record uh, but you know, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not really something to like, if you have a couple bad days or like a real trough, um, <laughs> as it were, uh, that's not the end of the world. I mean, uh, it's, it's certainly led me to high highs and low lows, you know, in my <laughs> sort of, uh, in my sort of thinking about it, but, um, you know, it's, it's, we're still on a couple uh, like ska playlists and stuff like that. So even if like, you know, like like our kind of we kind of have a baseline for you know what we'll be doing for streams and then like if there's a surge great and then you know if it, i don't know like there really hasn't been like any time that i log on there i'm like oh no one's listening shit <laughs> you know like I, like but <laughs> I, there cool. are times like you're like you're only te- you're telling me there's like 15 people listening right now what the <laughs> hell people <laughs> come on uh, but that's <laughs> I, you know like that's that's rare for me i don't know i, I don't ever i don't usually i don't usually get that um petty about it though um <laughs> there you know there it is a personal art for sure i mean it is like a product that especially like like with this album and these lyrics and stuff like that and it's like it all came from like such a personal place that like when people aren't consuming it and, and like loving it or like understanding it to a certain degree that i feel like like what did i do wrong like what did you like why aren't you why don't, like why aren't you people like streaming this shit <laughs> connect you know? connect yeah, to this i want you to get it don't you get it <laughs> It's such yeah. an interesting like balance too between yeah. the style of music you're doing and then like like you think of ska and trumpets and you think yeah. of upbeat happy happy mm-hmm. stuff but then you have the emo side so you mm-hmm. can take lyrics in the total opposite direction right. and kind of like completely just like clash the ideas but in in a good way obviously yeah like, yeah 
And I think like Real Big Fish does that sort of too, except like they they still they still keep some of the campiness in the lyrics. Like they'll have like the like the very happy sounding like like uh, trumpets and stuff. And like the words will be like, this is the worst day of my life or whatever. But like, (laughs) I think because they're so like candid about that, maybe that it's like it almost that also comes off as a joke. Whereas like, you know, the lyrics in our songs are like a, a little bit less on the nose, maybe. So like maybe that's why it's that comes off as like rather sincere. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I love Real Big Fish, but like there's, you know, there's something about it that's hard for me to like consider even their their most emo lyrics to be emo, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why it works. There's there are it certainly does feel like it does work. I think if things get sounding too campy, like because there's a lot of ways to play horns, but um, there's a lot of places you can put them. But I think like if it, it starts to sound a little too cheesy, we like we dial it back and let the other things kind of come forward. I feel like with this one, when we were doing like some prep for like today's podcast, like we read mm-hmm. the, obviously the story of the band and what you guys have went through mm-hmm. like the last few years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that added a whole new context to Welcome Home. Yeah. Oh, especially yeah. like the song Welcome Home. Like I feel like that was just like a whole new like mission statement. Yeah. Like we've come through like some dark times, but we're oh, here, yeah. we're back, and we're here for a reason. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I feel like that just gave the whole EP like a whole new meaning. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, that's kind of what's been on like the forefront of my my mind like like in the branding of it and the and the you know and and like writing out the lyrics and stuff like that because i mean so basically um you know you guys read it up on it potentially but um you know what what not everyone might know is that in 2021 our co-founder passed away and um john bins he was our trombone player and uh so like it was like this weird stage where like we were already down to four people uh and we were doing well online but like our band was like like falling apart at the seams basically so like and there was like this really weird thing, like where our dr- our drummer at the time was getting more and more distant, and we were we were playing like a celebration of life at um at, uh, for John, and uh, literally our 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 drummer was who was playing cajon, and we were playing an acoustic set. Like he had to get up and go to work, and like he had to get up and he had to like go do something. And our current drummer, who wasn't even planning on being the drummer at the time, like literally sat down on the cajon and finished the set, and it was like this weird like passing of the torch thing, and it was super strange. But like but then we were like so. We're like at this like this ashes, you know, we've like burned to the ground basically. And we got a like, you know, we I had some songs like half written for Welcome Home, but like not, you know, like really like if it was almost done that it would it probably would have been finished in 2021. But like because we were at this really weird spot, uh, it was like this weird, you know, like we definitely had to rebuild not only like I mean, it was basically just me and Alex at that point, but like sort of like figure out where we are, figure out what we want to do. Um, I mean, we we knew we definitely still wanted to do the music. I mean, the, the, that was like that was the biggest part of it. So I was like, OK, so how do we make this a reality? Um, and actually, our the our trombone player uh, who passed away, his, I, I met our, our, our current trombone player. I mean, I, I knew him from before, but he was at the celebration of life, too. And he's like, hey, if you ever want to get a coffee. So like all the like wow. literally like it, it like it started right from there, <laughs> like the sort of rebuild process. And uh, yeah, like and then we got a bunch of other guys uh on horn too uh pat and nathaniel and uh it's yeah things have been going uh pretty solid but it, it it was like such a definitive like like we we have been reduced to nothing and we have to like go back up again like in the in the in the sort of personal slash like live music world because again like you know the the no not that wasn't going to take like the the recordings off the internet you know like that that happening so like you know if, if we never announced it it would take a while for people to kind of figure out if anything was going on with us but uh 
is sort of like, you know, in terms of us moving forward and, and writing new songs, writing Welcome Home, uh, it really came from this like, like, like our like sort of like, I don't know, like our, yeah, like I don't want to be like cliche, but like, like kind of like rising from the ashes, like a phoenix almost like, you know, like, like really coming from like that sort of, uh, um, ground zero or whatever not ground zero what is what am i talking like like the baseline or foundation yeah yeah coming from (laughs) being burned to the ground i don't know like yeah yeah. it's amazing that celebration of life was able to like you got like you met two members of it was almost yeah like through through john and everything Mm -hmm. the band stayed like it's it's a beautiful thing it's it's awesome that you guys persevered through such a yeah a rough time yeah 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 i mean it's um yeah. for sure i mean and yeah, then, yeah yeah I'm, I'm glad that you know like we're we're in a sense we're like stronger than ever like I, like i definitely and it probably comes off in the songs a little bit too but like you know i turned 30 during that time like i'm not you know a perfectly happy person i'm not like like i think life kind of in a certain sense like as you go on you, like you, you there obviously good things happen great things continue to happen but like also you do like gain scars as you go on and I think that I'm more of a scarred person, you know what I mean? So like, I think some of that probably comes through because like a, a lot of the songs that are, are past, are, you know, like while well, they're quote unquote brass emo, like, you know, I was having fun, like writing songs about certain things. And like these songs are kind of like a reflection of some of the anguish a little bit. But I mean, it's there's still like, in a sense, celebrations of music, but like yeah, a lot of them did come from like, you know, a fairly dark place. So, yeah, that's I mean, we like we're same age as you like yeah, yeah 31 32 whatever and like it is like in it that alone is just hard <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. you're like yeah. to have these responsibilities that like you don't know where they came from yeah <laughs> like the duality then, of like, like feeling yeah. like a kid but yeah you know being you know like like the certain societal pressures and and not only that but like sore back in the morning you know what i mean yeah, like right. definitely sore back yeah that, that show the other day really did a number on me oh my god <laughs> just yeah, like yeah. crushing advil and tums for oh like four god. days yeah can't <laughs> eat certain things anymore <laughs> no well, that's the thing like for like i don't again i said i don't go to all that many shows but for most of them i'm like not in it but for the shows that i do get like like the rare, you know, one-off where I'll go into like the pit or whatever. Like, yeah, that, that like messes me up. Yeah. You know? so, it's cathartic though. I feel like once oh, yeah. or twice a year, at least I need to just like run around with like sweaty dudes and yell oh, yeah, yeah. at a stage. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's like the, the awesome thing. Like I love like all emo music, you know, from the early two mm. thousands to like everything that's been going on in the past, like 10 years. Like it's just, it's really amazing like how many fantastic bands come out of it and mm-hmm. and yeah the lyrics are so hard on your sleeve so like it's it's gotta be it's gotta yeah, be yeah. rough at times but yeah yeah to put it to put it into those songs is is really awesome yeah yeah and, and it is it is uh, i would say cathartic as well for that i mean i yeah. i think it is it's very much like um you know I, I to say that i if i didn't have music i don't know what i would do i mean i'm sure i would i would channel I would channel those same feelings into some other art form, probably. I mean, I think that, like, you know, we talked about Japanese earlier, and I, I for some reason, like, like, not to go back to this because it's it's a little bit dark, and I don't know how if these if these kids in on the on the podcast can handle it. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, you know, like when John passed away at first, I was like, I was learning Japanese obviously at the time, and I found myself expressing my feelings more to my friends online because I was like 
to, to like even type out those words like you know what i mean like in english it felt a certain way but like it it's like all these symbols that like i know what it means but it doesn't like it's not like this this movie moment where i'm like looking at what i just said and then click set you know what i mean so like it's like i feel like that's like almost like another art form that like i would probably go down is like foreign language and i think that like there's there's tons of ways to express oneself be it like you know visual arts or you know different languages poetry blah 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 you know what i mean so but uh, you know i think my main vernacular obviously is songwriting and it will it'll continue to be so and unless i get uh you know you know, if, if someone else, you know, because there's all these are all pretty much new guys. All they're only like a year into the band, other than me and Alex. So unless they start vying for power, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. If they start, um, you know, if they do a mutiny, mutiny and they, yeah, 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 and they, they're like, you know, we're gonna write songs now. And I was like, this is my one thing, you guys. You take we're, my one thing. We're gonna be brass hip hop now. Yeah, sorry. No, that's, no that, I, that would be cool as hell. That I, would the, be my problem cool. would be, be really cool. if they tried to do brass emo just without me writing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So as as far as like other art forms go, like do do you do visual art? Like who does um art for the band? Like the album cover is super cool. Yeah. So that for, that's for um all your stuff. That's Katie Beerman. She's done all of our. Well, she actually she did our last. She does. I think she did all of our single art. She didn't do the record. She didn't do the first record, but she did Beat Down Generation and she did Welcome Home. Uh, and she's done a bunch of merch for us too. Yeah, she's really great at that. I I'm so bad at like like I can't even hold a pencil correctly, so I can't like draw. I can't like envision things. I can t kind of talk about what I want in terms of like art if I'm like working with somebody, but I'm just so bad at that. Like in terms of visual art, I'm I'm absolute garbage, stinky poo poo. <laughs> so, it's all about the audio. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, we. You think you'll make it to Jersey eventually? Oh yeah, or even sure. like you know, some New York New York City stuff would be would be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll, I think we'll probably do that again this. Uh, yeah, this year at some point I'm sure. Nice. Uh, I mean, we were hopefully in we can Park. catch you. Yes, we played Asbury Lanes. Uh, it's I mean it's too uh, bad you're only finding about us now. I uh, know. We were, we, were, we were just we were there. Uh, I think it was end of last year or was it earlier this year? I don't know, but it was it was very recently. So. Uh, Darn, I'm sorry <laughs> I missed it. That's Shit. all right. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I feel like you're like you're a band like New Jersey would love to. Oh yeah, you're right up our alley probably. <laughs> oh, Certain like oh. Streetlight came through and yeah, the crowd we saw last night and everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean we we have played Jersey a couple times and it's always been really really solid. So I mean we'd love to you know come back. Cody, thank you so much for coming on. This was yeah, a, a lot of fun. Um, I don't know how to say thank you in Japanese. It's not. Arigato. Uh, oh, arigato. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, I knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah. know that. Damn. Arigato. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Um, we love the album. We can't wait to hopefully see you live and whatever whatever else you got going on. We're we're here for it. Hell yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. Talk Thanks, Cody. Thank you.